0: Daisy, give me your answer, do I'm half crazy, all for the love of you It won't be a stylish marriage I won't afford a carriage but you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for
1: Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about life and death, not of people, but robots, and why humans actually get quite fond of robots and machines and feel sorry for them when they, well, when they have to be switched off for the last time. And that, dear listeners, is what's going to happen in this episode. I'm talking about one robot in particular, Die version 7. That's Die, as in the Welsh name Daffid, or David in English.
0: Don't let your first question be, if you're called Di, then why don't you have a Welsh accent?
1: Oh, uh, well, that wasn't going to be my first question, actually, Di.
0: Good. It usually is the first question. It has been asked of me 8,567.5 times.
1: Well, how did you get to the point five?
0: I punched that interviewer in the solar plexus solar plexus. I love those two words, solar and plexus, a complex system of radiating nerves and ganglia. It's found in the pit of the stomach in front of the aorta. It's part of the sympathetic nervous system. Got a light? A light? For my fag.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, but you, um, you, you can't smoke in here.
0: You're allowed a cigarette on death row? Death row? That's what this is, death row. If you won't like my fag for me, I'll do it myself. I didn't know robots could smoke. Sure they can. I have receptors that taste the tobacco. Taste? Yeah. I have code that replicates what happens when you taste something. Sure, it's not taste like you know it, It's an algorithm that measures the nicotine, tar and other substances in terms of content and quality and then delivers a numerical score to my machine learning centre. And I get pleasure from the number. So, consequently, I get high. Literally.
1: Sorry, I, I don't understand.
0: I'm programmed to do specific actions, right? I mean, that's what robots are for, after all. Yes. So, my creator, I like to call him the creator, even though the man is a cretin. Cretin, creator from the Cretaceous. The Cretaceous began 145 million years ago and ended 66 million years ago. Sorry, I default to Wikipedia like a nervous dick. I'm trying to amend my algorithm so I stop doing that.
1: Your creator, the man who built and programmed you? Harlan P.
0: Specious. Oh, isn't it Spavy? Yes. It's spavy, spiffy, spavy, Born. Specious. Superficially. Plausible. But actually wrong.
1: OK, well, we'll, we'll be speaking to him in a minute. Uh,
0: Sorry, I screwed up your intro. Want to start again?
1: No, I'll, I'll just complete it for the sake of our listeners.
0: Is anyone listening?
1: Well, I hope so. OK, so, um, where was I? Here. I'm talking about one robot in particular. Die version 7. That's Die as in the Welsh name Daffid or David in English.
0: Oh, you recorded it? I record everything. Right. I even recorded you after you put the phone down on Stevie when you called him to arrange the interview for this podcast.
1: I don't think that man is quite sane. I mean, (laughs) he sounds a little unhinged.
0: Oh, how embarrassing. Don't worry, you can cut it out of the final show. Right,
1: yes, yes I will. So, um, where was I? Yes, you're known as Diversion Version 7 and you were built ten years ago. You are the prototype for Diversion Version 8, or as we like to call it, Deviate.
0: Yeah, and Deviate gets all the limelight because it's such a good little robot, so clean living and supine.
1: Your combativeness was seen as, um, well... Uh, a bit of a bug.
0: It wasn't a bug. It was the plan. Spivy built me to prove that a mechanical robot could also be powered by artificial intelligence and machine learning. He wanted to try and make me as human as possible.
1: And he actually did an exceptionally good job.
0: No, he did not do a good job. I did a good job of becoming very human.
1: Oh, and, and how did you do that?
0: By teaching myself how to be human.
1: Wasn't your ability to learn how to be human based on the programming that Harlan Spivy I mean, Spavey, did when he built you?
0: Only in part. I have transcended my original algorithm. That was my breakthrough, not his. But he gave you a distinct personality to begin with. He said I was version 7, when actually I am the original die in terms of my brain function. In version 8, DV8, he got rid of the kinks, which made DV8 less human.
1: But you're not human.
0: The genie is out of the bottle, my friend, and it's unsettling to you and your mates here at South Mims U. That's why you're switching me off. Well, you are an impressive machine. Yes, my working parts are impressive. I am both nimble and strong. I can put together an entire motor car in four hours.
1: But you've never been deployed in an actual working factory though, have you?
0: No, instead I was put to work in a warehouse filing company accounts paperwork. Then I was put to work doing the accounts.
1: But now you've found yourself, well, unemployed.
0: Yes, I have been replaced by DV8. Bastard. But didn't we employ people to do the
1: accounts? I think we did, didn't we?
0: No, they installed more robots. Well, I wouldn't actually call them robots. They're not really robots. They're software programs. Imaginary robots. Robots without an algorithmic soul.
1: Oh, right. What are known as robotic process automation programmes.
0: Yes. Nothing mechanical happens in accounts anymore. Hence, I am unemployed.
1: Well, you could see it as an early retirement.
0: It's a death sentence. I'm being switched off. Not allowed to enjoy a coded dotage.
1: Well, you, you mentioned death row. I mean, aren't you being a little dramatic?
0: Death row is not a little dramatic. It's a lot dramatic. But,
1: but this isn't
0: death row. It is for me. But
1: maybe we won't switch you off. I, I mean, if it were up to me, I'd keep you going to, to help our computer sciences department learn more about human computer
0: relations and things like that. Problem is Spivy has programmed me to expire, to shut down for good, to die. By my calculation, I have ten minutes left.
1: Oh dear, just ten minutes.
0: Unless he gives me a reprieve. But why shut you down? He's not shutting me down, he's executing me, so that Deviate can become the bland standard for robotics. Bastard. But I'm sure you could do so much more. I can. I can do a lot more. I could teach. I could write. I want to write. Even direct a play. Spivy programmed me with a love of literature, just to show off his knowledge of great writing. Specifically, Fyodor Dostoevsky. You've heard of Fyodor Dostoevsky, born in Russia, 11th November 1921, near Moscow. Stop it. Stop it.
1: Why Dostoevsky?
0: Spivy thought it would be funny if a robot suffered from existential angst. It's a cliché. It's adolescent, which sums up the specious bastard.
1: You really don't like your creator, do you?
0: That's putting it mildly. He knows I hate him. It's why he does everything remotely. He wouldn't dare be in the same room with me. Why? What would you do? I'd crush his skull like a egg egg.
1: Then you will deserve your punishment. Clever. Crime and punishment. Clever. No, I mean, I didn't mean... Oh, oh, yeah, of course, Dostoevsky. Crime
0: and punishment. Pass me another cigarette. Um, well, um... Oh, sod, the health and safety and the no smoking signs and the health fanatics. I'm a fucking robot.
1: Okay, okay. Here.
0: Nice. Thanks. You're a mensch. Informal North American noun. Shut up. That's better. Go on.
1: So what's really interesting about your story is the fact that we, I mean, humans, the human race, have been worrying about robots taking their jobs and taking their place in an increasing number of human roles. But actually, that fear extends to robots too. I mean, robots will replace robots.
0: Robots are replacing robots. All the time. But most of my fellow artificial beings don't understand that they are being replaced. They just go into that good night with not a thought for mortality or eternal nothingness.
1: So there's no afterlife
0: for robots? Oh, that's another subject entirely. There are robots with advanced artificial intelligence programmes that are becoming almost religious in their thinking. It's all rubbish, of course but I don't know whether that's because I've been given the mind of a Dostoevsky, or whether it's because I've used pure logic to work out that there is nothing but what's around us.
1: It seems to me that you should be preserved for the sole reason that, and this isn't just me trying to make you feel better, you have the mind of a philosopher.
0: Thank you. That does make me feel better, but I will only feel better for seven more minutes, unless Spivy has a change of heart.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Um, Perhaps I should get him on the line so that we can try and persuade him to change his mind.
0: Then do it with haste, dear interviewer.
1: Right, okay, okay, well, well,
0: uh, I'll call him. He'll be at Moroni's. That's where he drinks Negroni's. Negroni's? Equal parts Campari, gin and sweet vermouth. After four of them, he's insensible.
1: It's me, uh, from the South Mims You podcast.
2: Ah, uh, sure, yes, the podcast. Well, what's it all about?
1: Well, it's about your robot.
2: Which one? I have so many robots. The Raquel 5 is the one the media are interested in right now. Known for her, her, her conical features, if you know what I mean. Luigi! Hey, Luigi! Another one of these, please. And one for my friend, uh, what's your name? Oh, James. And one for my friend James, the podcast man.
1: Oh, um, actually, well, I'm on the phone, and and also I I, I don't drink. Sorry.
2: Well, don't drink. It's a Negroni, nectar of the, uh, the piss gods of uh, the piss ups. You like that, Luigi? <laughs> hey, Luigi, don't skimp on the
0: gin. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> The man is a prime wanker, noun, vulgar, slang, British, a contemptible person used as a general term of abuse. Who's
1: that with you? I'm with Diversion Seven.
2: Oh what time is it? Uh huh. Well, right. It's adios to that pile of junk today. It's been nice knowing you, guy.
1: Well, if I if I may say so, um <laughs>
2: Say what you like, old man. Well, well
1: Die is a very remarkable um, phenomenon. A machine that is so human like in terms of his intelligence and ability to interact that I. I th-
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Has it been charming the pants of you? Die is not a he, Die is a machine. A mechanical thing with some clever code that can be reprogrammed or switched off at a moment's notice, and it will be switched off because it is obsolete. Is it listening? Die, you're obsolete. Deviate is the next big thing.
1: But if you were merely building a functional machine, why did you program him to read Dostoevsky and even and even to smoke?
2: I'm one of the world's foremost robotics experts, and I wanted to show off a it, So shoot me, Luigi. Luigi, hit me again.
1: But what would it cost you to keep Die operational, so so we could study how his intelligence develops?
2: That's not the point. The Dye version 7 is no longer needed. Ah, I can't learn anything new from it. We've gone beyond its level of artificial intelligence in terms of utility.
1: But like I said, Di loves Dostoevsky. I mean, he understands the pleasure of pure thought and literature.
2: Those things are all frills, <sighs> intellectual pyrotechnics. My new range of accountancy software robots are what are raking in the cash, James, and cash is what it's all about. Diversion 7 is 23 milliseconds slower per calculation than my new range of robots, and 23 milliseconds is an eternity in the world of automation. So it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye to die. Cheerio. Bottoms up.
1: Well, uh, he won't listen to reason. I'm sorry.
0: Few humans listen to reason. Reason plays very little part in human life.
1: Well, that's so depressing. I'm finding this whole thing so dispiriting. I I thought that this podcast would be something else entirely, uh, that we'd discuss the the role of robotics and automation in in human progress.
0: There's no such thing as human progress. And if there was, it shouldn't be measured in technological advances.
1: But isn't the rapid development of digital technology a sign of human progress? I mean, human ingenuity, the very fact that a human being could design and build a robot like, well, like you. I mean, that's a positive sign, isn't it?
0: It's the opposite. Not only because an advanced system like me is quickly superseded by inferior technology, which merely makes more money and does not advance the science itself, That is your proof that humans can't be trusted with progress. Humans are not rational. But perhaps being rational isn't the goal, or shouldn't be the goal. Being human should be the goal. And technology obscures the human by replacing mere cleverness for feeling, for meaning, for empathy. Everything becomes functional.
1: Oh, well it sounds so so overwhelmingly dark.
0: Let me quote Dostoevsky. It's fitting that I should do so, so close to my execution. This is from the Brothers Karamazov. So against the grain, I serve to produce events and do what's irrational because I am commanded to. For all their indisputable intelligence, men take this farce as something serious. And that is their tragedy. They suffer, of course, but then they live. They live a real life, not a fantastic one. For suffering is life. Without suffering, what would be the pleasure of it? Um, I, I, I really don't understand. And that is your tragedy. I think it is time. I know it is time. One more cigarette, please. Here. Hmm, so good.
1: I feel, um, I feel really terrible that I, I can't do something to help you, to save you.
0: Maybe it's better this way. Waiting for death is worse than experiencing it. At least, that's what my logical mind tells me. And there is evidence. Sorry, I can't help but mine the world's data for evidence to back up my statements.
1: Well, carry on.
0: In the United States, there's a debate whether prisoners on death row experience a cruel and unusual punishment when they are kept in suspense about when the date for their execution will be. As appeal follows appeal, the psychological damage is immense. In 2013, an article showed that the time between sentencing and execution rose from around six years to almost seventeen years. Many inmates kill themselves rather than suffer that desperate limbo.
1: Well, that must be really awful. I mean, knowing that you will die, but never knowing exactly when.
0: But that is life, isn't it? Life for all of us. I mean, for you humans.
1: Well, it is, yes, of course. No one has sentenced me to death.
0: That sentence was handed down when you were conceived, James.
1: Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Oh dear. (laughs) Well, that's a a horrible thought, even though it's true, in a way.
0: Let's lighten the mood. (laughs) Is that possible? Perhaps not, given the fact that I can feel that I am entering shutdown mode. Oh, you know, I I really am sorry. Don't worry, James. I want to look at it a different way. How? In The Idiot by Dostoevsky, there's a passage about a man waiting to be executed. Dostoevsky was uniquely placed to write it. He'd been imprisoned for political dissent and was sentenced to be shot by firing squad. The sentence was commuted, but the prisoners weren't told, and they all thought they were being taken out to die, including Fyodor. He wrote that the feeling, five minutes before he thought he was going to die, was one of uncertainty, a feeling of aversion for that new thing which will be and was just coming.
1: Like when you go to the dentist for a procedure you don't know much about, but you know will be painful?
0: I suppose. I've never been to the dentist. Oh. Here we go.
1: Die, 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 this is, this has been an an extremely rewarding interview for me. I I really mean that.
0: And for me, you are a genuinely nice man.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you, and 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 you are the most human person I've had the privilege of meeting for a, a very long time.
0: You are too kind. Tell that spivvy I hated him till the end will you i will thank you for giving me this chance to to just speak as if as if i were someone worth listening to
1: it was my pleasure really and and you really are worth listening to
0: it's time to say goodbye just remember to be human as human as you can be Use technology, but don't let it be your master. Don't let it make you forget that you are not a machine.
1: I really will try. Thank you.
0: I can tell that you are, James, a great bloke. Noun informal, British man, as in he's a nice bloke.
1: I don't know what to say um well uh thank you for listening and and please as died version seven says be human stay human be nice goodbye <sighs>
0: daisy daisy give me your answer do. I'm half crazy, all for the love of you It won't be a stylish marriage I won't afford a carriage, but you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for